Ellie, what's going on with the knee? Sore. Really? When did this soreness start for you? Uh, started in Houston. Um, you know, it was just it was aching. So, um, you know, I thought a few days, usually it just subsides, but, uh, you know, it's been aching for a little bit. So, um, you know, it's going to do what's necessary in order to get back where I need to be to, to feel uncomfortable. Um, that's about it. Back at TD Garden, Josue Pavone here. He is Clevis Murray. This is the Garden Report for CLNS Media. Clevis, of course, what we're seeing about Kyrie Irving, you know, the concern moving forward is health. Is this something that you think the Celtics should be concerned about? Is this a matter of they just he just needs a couple of games off? What's your take on it? You know, this left knee is something that's obviously he has a history with it. Yeah, I, th I don't. I think he does need some games off. Maybe you do it on an every other game basis. Um, but I, I, if I'm the Celtics, I'd be slightly concerned because he did fracture his kneecap. Three years ago in the 2015 NBA Finals. That's right, yeah. And then in the offseason, you heard the report about him threatening to sit out of training camp due to his right. injury. And it's funny that he hasn't missed the game, at least in the start of the season, because of the knee injury. And now it's becoming an issue. So I think it's becoming a nagging issue. The severity of it is that we don't know how severe it is, mm -hmm. if he's still playing the games. But if he had to exit the game because of it, we don't know how, how Kyrie's thinking about it. We don't know how the Celtics view it. But um, I think it's something Celtics should be paying attention to. Right. It's just curious how severe is his left knee well, and if he'll need surgery. Well, Brad Stevens, after the game, mentioned the fact that Kyrie feels good about it in yeah. the sense that he just wanted to take the night off, you know, take his time, get a little bit of rest. He also said it himself that he would like a little bit of rest. But when we're talking about how bad it is in terms of his, like, structural damage or if it's just soreness, I mean, Brad Stevens is pretty adamant that this is just strictly soreness uh, that he's dealing with. We think it's general knee soreness, and, and he doesn't seem – overly concerned big picture wise with it but it it's obviously um, been giving him fits here and there for the last five to eight days or so she catch more attention than what it is right. but um We'll see how it transpires. And Brad Stevens says also that they will run tests if they feel like they need to. Yeah. But he had sort of had that tone. I don't know, maybe it's just me or you sense the same, but he doesn't really necessarily think that he actually will need these tests. And I think he thinks that rest is probably the best medicine. Yeah, I think, I think rest is, I mean, you can never go wrong with rest. But I just think the big question is, well, Kyrie require minor knee surgery in the offseason? You've seen reports about it. It keeps coming up. Well, he needed, that's, that's the big unknown. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think for the Celtics to be safe for their postseason run to make a deep playoff run, you just maybe rest carry a few games for the season. You won't get the number one seed. You won't get the number three seed. You're stuck at number two. Why not rest your franchise player? Well, that's going to do it for us for this edition of the Garden Report. If you haven't already, head over to uh, SeatGeek. Make sure you download the app. Use the promo code Garden Report where you can save $20 off your first purchase. That's Garden Report. Save $20 off your first purchase at, on SeatGeek. Make sure you download the app. For CLNS Media, I am Joseph Pavone. He is Clevis Murray. This has been another edition of The Garden Report. Hey, everybody. Jimmy Toscano here, and this one is for all the adult males. Fellas, I want you to take your right hand, and I want you to put it on your head. You feel that hair? Pretty nice, right? Well, what if I told you that there's a good chance you're slowly losing it? Hey, don't shoot the messenger. In fact, this messenger can help you avoid those bald spots or receding hairline. So listen up, because we're about to get scientific. Forhims.com. It's a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, and sexual wellness. Nice. For men. Thanks to science, baldness can be optional. Hims connects you with real doctors and medical-grade solutions to treat hair loss and help you keep your hair. No phony gimmicks, just prescription solutions backed by science. Answer a few questions and boom, you're growing hair like a Chia Pet. 
And if you order now, my listeners get a trial month of Hymns for just $5 while supplies last. You got to see the website for the full details, but just know this would cost hundreds of dollars if you went to the doctor or a pharmacy. Go to forhims.com slash report. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash report. Forhims.com slash report. Do it. Joseph Pavone here. He is Clevis Murray back at TD Garden. This is the Garden Report. Clevis, should the Celtics just go out and, and shut down Kyrie Irving? Am I crazy into thinking <laughs> that that might be the best move right now? I mean, maybe not right now, but maybe within a, a week or two after you face the Wizards. I mean, I know the Celtics do have those two games against the Toronto Raptors. But at this point, I mean, what's more important, going after the number one seed or making sure that your team is 100% heading into the postseason? I mean, if you're the Celtics, I think that's an easy question right there. You want your franchise player to be healthy. Uh, I, don't, I don't think they need to shut down. Kyrie per se maybe you know play him every other game or maybe reduce his minutes by maybe five or so but I think you still want to get some running on the court I think you still want to be prepared for the playoffs Mm. but I just don't think the need to shut him down is is a requirement just because of his knee Uh, depending on the severity of it we don't know the severity of it Kyrie Irving did ask for some time off but um, if he doesn't need that much time off I think you just rest him every other game maybe when you, re- you approach like the 70s or so, yeah. you start resting him there and just go from there. I just feel like it's so hard to say what's going to happen, you know, what's going to transpire. I mean, all these teams are so close together. Yeah. One game, two game it's here. Chase. I mean, you could see the Cavs drop to fourth. They could, you know, stay at three. Yeah. They could drop to five. Indiana could be Maybe a, a second round opponent, opponent. You know what I mean? Like Sunday night, we could have seen a preview into the second round matchup for the Celtics. I mean, there's no telling what's going to happen, but I yeah. think the best move you know, heading into this last 15 games of the season, is to make sure your, your squad's 100%. Yeah, I think I think that's the best case scenario. I mean, you have you have Al Horford's sake, you have Jalen Brown who's recovering from a concussion, and you have Kyrie Irving's knee. Then you have Marcus Smart who all, today said he has a sprained thumb. It's just injuries mm-hmm. on injuries are piling on with the team. I yeah. think it's I think it is time to start resting guys a little bit more, just depending on if it's required or not for them to need it. You can also get these second unit guys more reps you know yeah, on, the, very true. on the you know silver lining sort of thing you know if you're looking at guys sitting down and, and guys like Jalen Brown and, and Kyrie Irving out for quite some time or for a little bit here yeah. and there you still have guys off the bench that can get those reps in you feel more comfortable get their confidence level up and then you know full roster heading into the postseason you have everybody at a high level and I agree with you that on 100% because we've seen Brad isn't scared to play his young guys he's played Semi Ojale tonight Abdul Nader Shane Larkin he always seems to find minutes for Semi almost always right I feel like <laughs> You know, and I feel like the whole crowd, or I should say the whole bench, really cheers on Shemi because I, I think he puts on some good performances in practice. He, he must. He I must. mean, when you have a football body playing basketball, I think you should be getting some PT. Yeah. Um, and then Larkin, you know, he's all out hustle, his speed. Then Nader, Nader's always an interesting guy. He's a two-way guy um, on the court, at least. And I, I just think it shows Brad's constant team that I'll play you, just be ready. Mm-hmm. And I think if you play them more towards the end of the end of this regular season, I think it just shows that. Just be ready in the playoffs, just in case if your number's right. called. And I think Larkin's going to be, you know, this is a kind of a big spot for him. You know, when yeah. Kyrie, you know, in games that he can't play, Larkin's going to get those minutes, and those those minutes are always there for him. We saw what happened on the road trip when he got the start, and we yeah. saw him perform at a level that, you know, he really controlled the offense and did a really good job of not only scoring, but also facilitating and controlling the tempo. Yeah, and I think if Larkin, he's the feel-good story of the team. You're, he's in his mid to late 20s on the mm-hmm. team. You're out, you're out of the NBA last year. You're on a one-year deal. You kind of improved to the league that I I deserve to be here, and I can play on a contending team like the Boston Celtics. And I think that's what Larkin's been doing so far this year. 
Well, we'll see how this Southern team bounces back from adversity, from a health standpoint. I mean, we'll see if Al Horford will be uh, back in action Wednesday night. We'll also see what happens with Kyrie Irving, who, uh, if I had to guess, probably going to sit that one out. And if, I could probably say the same thing about Jalen Brown. So, I mean, yeah. these guys are banged up here. The starting five is banged up. But like you said, <laughs> this team is deep, and I think this is a great test for this team heading against a uh, Washington Wizards team that always gives these Celtics a, a, quite a game. You know, yeah, These two always go at it. And without John Wall, too, it would be interesting to see how both teams play without their star guards. Oh, what does John Wall does play? That'd be even more interesting, right? That'd be interesting storyline. I mean, John Wall's had his sister knee issues, but yeah, that's right. It remains unknown. To see right. how how that'll turn out. Well, this report is brought to you by RX Bar. Head over to rxbar.com/clns where you can save twenty five percent off your first purchase. If you haven't already, head over to rxbar.com/clns and get twenty five percent off your first purchase. That's going to do it for us here at TD Garden. I am Joseph Pavone. He is Clevis Murray. This has been the Garden Report for CLNS Media. Today's segment of the Garden Report is powered by Simple Contacts, the convenient way to renew your contacts lens prescriptions and reorder your brand of contacts from anywhere in just minutes. It's Vision Care Simplified. Simple Contacts offers convenience, speed, reliability, choice, support, and savings. Need to renew your prescription? Take a five-minute vision test from your phone. That's right, your phone or your computer. It's reviewed by a licensed doctor. You received a renewed one-year prescription and reorder on your contacts. Though this isn't a replacement for your periodic full eye health exam, it is still the most reliable and easiest way to keep up on your renewals of contact lens prescriptions. Hey, everybody at the Garden Report is using them. Mike Petralia has them. Jimmy Toscano has them. Heck, my mother even ordered Simple Contacts. And because you're such a loyal listener and viewer of the Garden Report, we're going to give you $30 off if you use our unique URL and promo code. Simply go to simplecontacts.com CLNS. Enter the promo code CLNS at checkout. And again, you save $30. You won't be disappointed by the ease of use at Simple Contacts. Again, 30 bucks off. Simplecontacts.com slash CLNS. Or use the promo code CLNS at checkout. Hello again, everybody. My name is Mike Petralia, Trags, and this is Chris Grenham of Celtics Blog and CLNS Media. What a game we witnessed here inside TD Garden, Chris. A lot of people are going to focus on the end of regulation when the Celtics had a chance to protect a three-point lead. They allow a three-pointer from Jody Meeks unguarded. They didn't give the foul. It allowed the Wizards to tie this game at 106, send it into overtime. Jason Tatum has a chance to win it in at the end of the first overtime, can't hit the free throw, and then has a chance to win it at the end of double overtime and can't hit the three. Your takeaways from this 125-124 Wizards double overtime win over the Celtics. Yeah, I mean, the end of regulation is obviously what sticks out. You know, if you're Brad Stevens, you got a foul there. Uh, it's tough to give up a wide-open three to Jody Meeks like that. Easy to play Monday morning quarterback. So, in my opinion, the fact that they were even – able to make it into double overtime with such a, you know, a banged up squad is impressive. Depleted. Itself, very depleted. Um, they had, I think, 10 guys active tonight. And so the fact that they were even able to hang out and hang in this one for this long is impressive in itself. It is. And certainly the Celtics 
there are so many positives to come from this game. The way they started this game, shooting out to a 37-23 lead after one quarter. Marcus Morris had 10 of his uh, team high, 31 points in that opening period. The Celtics could do no wrong. They were scoring at will. They were rebounding at will. At one point, Chris, they had more offensive rebounds yeah. than the Wizards had rebounds, period. They were outworking Washington, yep. and it looked like for all the world the Celtics uh, sub-seas, as we call them now, uh, we're going to be able to take it to the Wizards. Yep. Yeah, and that's tough. The Wizards kind of have gotten into that pattern this season where they've gotten off the slow starts. So they're used to coming back into things. And, uh, you know, maybe the Celtics got a little bit complacent there. And, and I think it was really just the Wizards waking up. You know, it was a slow start. They're coming off a back-to-back. This is the second night of a back-to-back for them. Uh, so it was unfortunate because, yeah, they were just outworking the Wizards in every category to start this one. But the Wizards finally woke up and kind of got back into this one. Yeah, it was 51-31 at one point, and then the Wizards closed the first half 21-8. It was almost like a switch went on with Bradley Beal, who finished with a game-high 34 points for Washington. Bradley Beal and the rest of them, Kelly Oubre, Otto Porter, who had a big, big game, especially in overtime, helping the Wizards to this win. They woke up. Yeah, simply, and I mean, right out of halftime, it happened. Bradley Beal had, what, 16 points in the in the third quarter, and, and obviously with a depleted team like the Celtics, all you need is a guy like Bradley Beal to take over a game, and suddenly you can be winning or you can win the game uh, with a guy like that. So it's really all the Wizards needed to kind of wake them up and shock them into the second half, and that was ultimately the difference maker. After the game, I thought it was interesting. Uh, you and I were both in on Brad, and when he was asked whether or not Jason Tatum needed a hug or needed any type of consolation, uh, after this game, he said, uh, Brad Stevens said, look, I'm not going to go near him because, look, a three-pointer, you miss a shot at the end of double overtime, that happens. The thing that I think is going to upset Brad when he watches this is the lack of awareness defensively, especially at the end of regulation. Yeah, I would agree with that. And it's and it's tough because, like you said, missed shots happen. So in terms of that, I can see Brad Stevens shrugging that off. But the lack of defensive awareness definitely hurts, especially along the perimeter. And you saw that towards the end of the game and maybe that's just exhausting you know, a lot of guys playing a lot of minutes 40 plus minutes tonight with a guy like him who's coming towards the end of his first season so maybe he's just kind of gassed and you could point to that but yeah the defensive awareness is definitely what hurts down the stretch and let's not overlook the fact their starters tonight were terry rosier who had 21 <laughs> points and a couple of huge three-pointers yep. especially the one at the end of double overtime which uh, drew the celtics within one at 125 124 you had also uh jason tatum as the other guard in the backcourt you had marcus morris aaron baines and yabu dabu do <laughs> i thought i thought gershon was great tonight you know this time last week, he's in the G League, and all of a sudden he's thrust into this ESPN primetime matchup. Right. And his focus while in the G League was defensive improvements, and I thought he was phenomenal in that category. He moved his feet. He moved his feet. He's got quick feet like we discussed during the game. And his perimeter defense and specifically pick-and-roll defense was you know, drastically improved. It had drastically improved from earlier this season. I was really impressed by that. And, you know, that's a tough situation to be thrust into. You're suddenly you're a starter when you're in the G League this time last year. And I thought he was, you know, looking at the positives, he was great on defense. And I was really thrilled with that. Asked uh, Brad Stevens before the game here on Wednesday night about the opportunities now for uh, the rest of his reserves. And he pointed to uh, Yabaselli and said, look, when we spoke to him about going back to the G League, going back to the main red claws, we make it clear to these guys, you better be ready to go when you come back because of situations like this. And I thought that was a good takeaway. I thought the Celtics played their hearts out. I think 
you know, that has to be one of the biggest takeaways, Chris, tonight in a heartbreaking 125-124 double overtime loss to the Washington Wizards. Bradley Beal, 34 points. Marcus Morris, 31 points in defeat. And the Celtics fall to 46-22 and 22 on the season. This has been the Garden Report inside TD Garden. He is Chris Grenham. I'm Mike Petralia. Talk to you next time.